Wolf back. What's going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Road Street. RoadStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fantasy wolves. Thrilled to welcome back on. It's an annual visit at this point. It's one of my favorite stops of the offseason. That's Mr. Graham Barfield coming on for his fourth time over at Fantasy Points. You can find him at Graham Barfield. He's a co-owner and the director of analytics at Fantasy Points. His resume also includes impressive stops at Roto World, Fantasy Labs, the Fantasy Guru, NFL Network. He's also the king of one of my favorite metrics out there for any position, but especially running backs, yards created. Graham, thank you so much for coming on and joining the show yet again. How are we doing today? I'm good, man. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, it's an exciting time, man. This, this like last week of August is always like one of my favorite points of the NFL season. We've got like actual, you know, football on to digest. We've got preseason usage to digest and try to gain an edge on over the field. So yeah, man, it's an exciting, exciting time. I'm, I'm, uh, I got a bunch of drafts lined up these next two weeks. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. This is, this, this is the cool time. I 100%. Yeah, all the leagues coming back, you know, maxing out the best ball entries if you can squeeze them all in right now. It's just, it's go, go, go time. I love it. And as the title here suggests, we're going to be hitting quarterbacks. So we already did running backs with your running mate over there, Scott Barrett. Great show. If you haven't checked it out, we did receivers with Danny Kelly over at the Ringer last week. Another awesome show. But of course, we got to hit the quarterbacks as well. And not only are we going to be diving into our rankings at the position, but also talking quite a bit of super flex strategy. I know it's a very up and coming popular format and not a lot of stuff's out there on there. And you have a great article over at Fantasy Points. We'll kind of preview and go through some of your favorite takeaways, your favorite strategies in that. Oh, man, it's going to be a great show. I cannot wait to hit it. But Graham, you already mentioned you know, we have real football to digest, real football to dive into. And you had a fantastic, both of you guys, First Barrett in week one, and now you in week two. You guys cover the preseason, I think, better than anybody over there. So we don't have to give away every single nugget. Make sure you guys check out fantasypoints.com to see those breakdowns. But I'd love to dive into a handful of players before we get to those quarterbacks that you consider some of the biggest winners and losers. So who rose for you this preseason week two? Yeah, um, I think Brian Robinson and Damian Pierce, two rookie runners, are probably the, the biggest winners from this past weekend. Dame Pierce didn't even play. Um, I, I can't remember, I, I was talking to the guys about this, this, this week, but I can't remember a fourth round rookie coming in and not getting any reps in the second week of the preseason. Cause he's already mm -hmm. locked up the jog and look, I, I get it. You know, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, these guys are replacement level players. And that's kind of part of the reason why I was you know drafting Damian Pierce so heavily. Uh, and it sucks because Pierce's AP is about to skyrocket. <laughs> Man, I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's he's still got plenty of upside in the, in the ninth, tenth round of your your drafts this week. And then yeah, man, Brian Robinson pouring out for Antonio Gibson. His stock just like continues to tank. Uh, Robinson out snapped Gibson eleven to five on early downs this past week. Gibson was really just involved on passing downs, but JD McKissick didn't play. So I wouldn't too, put too much stock in that. Um, to be honest with you, Nick, like this is going to be a gross three-man backfield. Uh, yeah. Attached to Carson Wentz, I don't really want a lot of it. But if I am drafting any of these guys, it's going to be Robinson. Yeah, 100% starting over Gibson. I mean, insanity. If anybody – I've kind of – he's the one I have the most in this backfield. Anyways, I hadn't been drafting Gibson. It was already looking gross. But I was yeah. getting Robinson at like 190 back in that yeah. range just a few weeks ago. And now that he's starting, he's you're starting to see it creep up to 140 or so. Still has that TD upside. There's also a great quote I recently read uh, from the coach in training camp saying they're very pleasantly surprised with his pass catching ability. I know they're not going to necessarily sub out McKissick on third downs or anything of like that, but the guy can get it done. Maybe they dial a few early down screens. They said they love what they're seeing when they get him into space. So, yeah, all, all down for Gibson. 
upwards for Robinson, but Pierce has to be, as you mentioned, the biggest winner. I am with you 100%. It is unprecedented. Never seen a fourth round rookie get rested like that with Mac playing with, you know, everybody else in the backfield getting some reps as well. So he might be the featured back as dumb as it was for Florida, not to make him that could be that kind of, I've seen the Alvin Kamara comp a lot out there in terms of great hyper efficiency. I know they're different players, but just a guy that deserved more touches than he got now walking into more there. So you said you see him creeping up to like pick a hundred or so. You think that's fair? You you know, where, where do you take him or where do you like to see from him in 2022? Yeah. So I split a uh, $350 Roto-Wire OC entry with my guy, Edwin Porras this weekend. Nice. Uh, we took Damien Pierce. It was Friday night or Thursday night. Yeah. We took Dame Pierce round nine. So I, I'm, I'm being aggressive with him. Um, I, I think that ADP bucket is really interesting for backs. Like, I'm the way I'm kind of approaching it this year is like, I kind of want one or two guys in the first three rounds to, you know, one or two running backs in the first three, two or three rounds. And then just not touch it until like round seven, nine, because that bucket man is really hot between Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Kareem Hunt, Clyde Edwards, Alaire still goes in that pocket because people are afraid of him. Uh, you know, Dame Pierce is another guy. Min's not a bad one. I've been warming on Chase Edmonds, man. Uh, you know, Raheem Mostert's 30 and has a degenerative knee. Sonny Michelle is like a distant three. I don't know. I, I, I was a little too low on Edmonds this offseason. I've, I've started drafting him a little bit in best ball for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very interesting pocket, but Pierce might be the most intriguing of all. Like I, I actually, I'm stoked because I have 30% of him in my exposure on underdog already just because he was going at 140 for a while. Just a, a, a no-brainer hammer there. And then now it's just locked in. So I'm still going to keep going after him, even though I have a bunch of them, even though the price is rising. I love that one as well. You mentioned Gibson. He's, he's obviously one of the biggest losers. Was there one or two more players you wanted to shout out that you think their value might be? It's all, We never want to overreact to preseason unless we see something like Gibson. I mean, that's one that I don't think we're, anybody's going to overreact to. This is scary. This is terrifying. He's running yeah. the team or whatever now. But yeah. is there anybody else that you'd consider uh, being a little more cautious on based on what you've seen? Well, you mentioned it. the overreaction is is bad on Twitter these days, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's let's calm down and let's use our football brains a little bit here. Like, Travis Kelsey's thirty three years old and he's in his fifth year at Mahomes. He probably doesn't need to play very much in preseason, right. so I'm not freaking out about guys like that. But uh, one guy that I, I watched all the games this weekend, um, one of the guys that really popped to me was Christian Kirk. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked fine. I, I wouldn't say he looked sharp, but he looked fine. Uh, the connection with Kirk was really strong, though. They He hit Kirk on a number of out routes over the middle, uh, eight targets and a half. Um, I mean, I, you know, look, I, I know it's not sexy, but Christian Kirk is, like, locked in as their number one. You know, Marvin Jones is going to be 32 this year. Zay Jones is what he is. He's a fine, like, deep threat role player. But I think Christian Kirk is set up a lot better than people are giving him credit for. And I don't think he's ever going to go – like where he should be going. Like he's a real strong three um, and he's going as like a four or five uh, into the seventh round. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on Kirk, especially in PPR leagues. I do wonder about his touchdown upside just because the Jags aren't going to score very much. But like, man, if you can give me like six for 80 every week, like I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Definitely for sure. Well, if you want other preseason winners and losers, again, go check out fantasypoints.com. Some of the best preseason breakdowns you could find out there folks now we're going to dive into the feature topic for today quarterback position super flex leagues before we do if you don't mind considering a thumbs up if you like what you're hearing enjoy the content would be so greatly appreciated to help us grow shares retweets all that good stuff 
And just a reminder, if you are on Twitter, for some reason, those don't pop up on the StreamYard platform if you have questions. So join us over on YouTube. If so, if you have questions, I will answer them all after the show once we finish up our quarterback talk here. But let's dive on in. Before we get it, and I want to just preface this too, I know a lot of people might not be playing super flex out there, so don't feel like you have to just log out. We're going to be breaking down these quarterbacks and talking about where we might take them in one QB versus two QB, looking at our rankings, our tiers. It's not just a strictly super flex show. We're not trying to polarize you guys out there, but we also want to make sure if you are in a super flex league, there's, I don't find too much strategy content out there at all, and I certainly think Graham has one, if not the best piece I've read on Superflex so far. So we'll be definitely referencing that, talking about what Superflex is, while also, again, giving you quarterback breakdowns to make sure it's hopefully a great show for everybody, whatever league you are in, because you're starting at least one quarterback wherever you are, I imagine. Uh, so we'll dive in, though, and just start at the top in case we have some new listeners here who might not be aware of what Superflex is. How would you kind of summarize that, Graham, uh, for anybody that's never played it? It's the way to make quarterbacks actually valuable. Um, yeah. there's six or seven guys this year in fantasy that are like, I have earmarked as like the most valuable guys. And then there's five or six after them that are, you know, kind of interesting. And then there's the rest Superflex solves for the scarcity problem. And that's why it's so much fun. I, I play in a couple of super flex leagues every year. Uh, it always is just such a fun puzzle to kind of solve because it's so different than normal 12 team leagues. Um, mm-hmm. This year in particular, and, and I wrote about this in my column, but this year in particular, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of trying to get one of the top six or seven difference makers. And then just kind of using those guys as like your, your foundation pieces. So that's like the obvious one, you know, obviously we don't have to talk about Herbert and Holmes and, and Allen, those guys are great, but like I include, Jalen Hurts on that list. I include Trey Lance. I put Joe Burrow in that in that in that mix. So I'm really aggressive on on quarterbacks in the first round, especially if I have a top six or seven pick. Um, and then it changes a bit. If you got you know 12 team league, you're picking near the back half of round one. Justin Jefferson's on the board. Christian McCaffrey's on the board. Like it's hard to pass those guys up. So uh, it really tweaks and changes the strategy quite a bit. And I love it for that reason. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of superflex. Yeah, absolutely. Just again, for anybody who has never played it, it does mean you can put a quarterback into your flex, which does open up, as Graham said, a whole new world of value. Some of these guys, like you referenced Jared Goff in your article, he doesn't really matter at all in one QB leagues, but he's putting up just as much as your typical RB2, you know, quality wide receiver twos at times. Like this is exactly what you're looking for for your flex. So these guys suddenly matter in this today's NFL. Uh, and as Graham mentioned, he's one of his favorite strategies is picking on those quarterbacks early. Uh, where so like where exactly you mentioned round one like that's you would never consider that in a one QB league as round right. one for quarterbacks you always see a, you know those home leagues where somebody doesn't know what they're doing and they draft Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady but in typical sharp leagues what could we expect for like one QB leagues versus super flex what are some of the biggest adjustments you have to make in terms of how you're thinking of the game yeah, so I think in 10-team, if you're in a 10-team one-quarterback league, I think it actually makes more sense to go with some of like those really fun middle-round quarterbacks that we that we want to target. Uh, that includes Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. It really just depends on your league and how sharp you think your league mates are. But like in 10-team leagues, I, I kind of like having one of those difference makers because mm-hmm. all those points matter. It's a little easier to get away with streaming in 12-team leagues um, it's a little easier to get away with the Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields of, of the world and 10 teamers, like especially this year, because there's seven or eight guys, like I mentioned, that I, I think have top five upside, even top three upside. Um, I, I want one of those one of those guys. 
Uh, super flex man is a lot of fun because, you know, I mentioned that, you know, you can, you can hammer quarterback early, but this year there's a fun ADP setup where you could take three or four late round guys. Um, you mentioned Jared Goff. I like him quite a bit as a super, super cheap, like QB three. Marcus Mariota has Konami code upside as a runner. He looked fantastic uh, running in the first preseason game in one quarter. He's finally healthy. He is super, super cheap. Um, I won't give away too much in the article, but Mariota is like the nuts and super flex this year. Uh, as a QB three. Um, I like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. I mean, there's just a lot of combinations that you can go with this year. And I think that's, that's kind of the fun part of a super flex is you get so many different strategies and it really comes down to what you're comfortable with in terms of your builds and stuff. But but man, it's it's hard to if you got the six pick this year and Kyler's there, like I can't pass up Kyler at six. Like I just I can't. Absolutely. Yeah, it is is wild, those big differences, as you mentioned. And in like a one QB league, I might not even take a second quarterback, never mind a third by any means. You typically have a lot of those names you just highlighted on the waiver wires for your bye weeks or if you need a streamer with a good matchup. But yeah, in Superflex, you're typically taking at least three. I know some leagues will set a limit on like you can't have more than three just because right. you don't want to be like bleeding the pool where there's just so many. Um, there's only so many options in a QB league as well. But maximizing those three is really important. And I, I just like a random note on that. I know last year, like I was pumping Fields and Lance pretty hard. But then in these leagues where you can only carry three and super flex and you want to kind of rotate through some matchups at times, that does kind of burn you too at times. It's, it, and I don't know if there's anybody quite like that this year where it's like you're trying to waiting and waiting and waiting on that upside. I'm trying to even think of the comparable, maybe Kenny Pickett, but it's not really like you're waiting on that Konami cheat code. So why yeah. do it, you know? So yeah. just keep that in mind too, depending on your league, your format, what that strategy is, how many you can roster um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think Pickett's another interesting another yeah. interesting guy. I don't think you're going to have to wait too long, man. I, he's played so well and he looks so poised. I think he's going to be the starter like – if if he's not the starter by week one, he'll he'll be playing by week two or three because Trubisky is what he is. That's not an indictment against Trubisky. He's looked fine, but Pickett Pickett's the answer. Like I think it's it's pretty clear to the Steelers coaching staff too. Like he had that two minute drill where he led. You know, uh, it was an awesome two minute drill at the end of the game or the end of the first half against the Jags this past weekend. Yeah. And the staff was like, "Yep, we're good. We've seen enough. Put Mason Rudolph out there." Like <laughs> I was like, "Okay, All right. you know, Pickett didn't start, but they had seen enough." I know, leading the game winner in week one as well. So yeah, speaking of preseason winners, Pickett, Pickens, his you know, new starting wide receiver. Oh, my God. Like, Pickens is unbelievable. <laughs> very easy when, like, the talent – we all kind of knew the talent was going to be great, just like a matter of, like, is he fully there? Is he ready yep. to go? And, like, couldn't be clearer that he is just – he's already here. He, he might be – he could finish as the number one rookie receiver this year, and, like, it's that's well within his range of outcomes. I don't know that many people would have ever considered, especially during, like, dynasty draft season – just a few months ago. I mean, that guy is, he's, he's going to be a stud uh, right from the top. Oh, yeah. uh, so you already kind of hinted at it. We'll, we'll start getting into some specific player takes and whatnot in a second, going through our rankings, number one through you know 20 or so. Uh, but you mentioned is your top strategy. I guess it obviously depends on where your draft slot is. Of course, every draft, a living, breathing organism. We already know all that, how it's flowing with your league mates and everything. So you can't really go in with, I have to do this. But right. do you typically like to go you know, quarterback, quarterback? Do you like to go quarterback, get like a stud at another position and then see who falls in three? Like with your experience in Superflex, what's kind of the general outline that you might say is like an ideal blueprint? Yeah, so I've done uh, three Superflex leagues so far this year. I think I've won more. Uh, two, two of them were extremely quarterback heavy. Yeah. Uh, like I think, we, I think in one of them I saw – 
15 quarterbacks go in the first two rounds. Uh, and another one I saw only like seven or eight. So you'll get a really good fit feel for the room really early on quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I think the way to go is if the room is really quarterback heavy early in the draft and you're picking like eighth, ninth, 10th, that's when you zig and zag. That's when you go with Justin Jefferson at that spot. Maybe you get McCaffrey, you get Cup. Uh, and that, that league I was telling you about the quarterbacks, uh, the league that quarterbacks went really early. I had the 12th pick. Uh, I just punted quarterback. I, I took Chase, Cup, Kamara um, with my first three picks and then went Tua, Jameis, Marcus Mariota, Kenny Pickett, just kind of swang for the fences yeah. with some of those quarterbacks. So it really depends on your room. Um, I have some like hard and fast rules that I put in my article this year, but really, man, like every, every super flex league is going to be really different. Um, and I think you'll get a good feel for what the room is thinking early in your draft. So, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a league where there's only like six guys that go in the first, you know, 12 picks or so, maybe you can wait and get Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins in the third round, fourth round, something like that. It makes more sense than to adjust in that sense. But yeah, it's again, it's one of the fun bits about Superflex is because like, you know, I can you can we can talk about these hypotheticals, but once you get in the draft room, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. You reference those top 15 to like going in the first two rounds. I really do think we'll, we'll talk into some of these names now in terms of our tiers and rankings. There's like about 14 to 15. I really like is like my number one. Yep. If I can get two of them, like amazing, awesome in a super flex. And after that, as you mentioned, if you didn't get either of them, it doesn't make much sense other than just to punt the position at that point and just kind of be the last person taking their starting quarterbacks. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I, there's, I see 14 guys I really like. like. And there's not much parity, certainly, after you get past some of those cheat code Konami guys. Uh, Kyler Murray, maybe Jalen Hurts, if you lump them in there. There's like a, a 7 through 14 that I'm just like, I'll, I'll take who I can get. And certainly if Kirk Cousins is there in round three, if you could do like, you know, Jalen Hurts, Jefferson, and then Cousins is going to fall back to you in round three. Like that's the most beautiful possible start. So as you feel out the room, though, uh, you don't want to be hopefully left without too many, or you just punt it and you just have unbelievable skill positions. So yeah, that's a, a great way to put it. Well, we'll start then with the rankings. I know we don't have to dive into the top guys too much, but I assume the top two is probably what you see on most rankings right now. Josh Allen being that number one guy. Do you think? I guess the you know one the really only interesting part of this conversation could be where do you consider him if at all in a regular just one QB league? Because I don't know if he goes too early that you're just never landing Josh Allen. Um, and two, you know, what about Superflex? Is he the lock 101, or do you still consider a different position at, at 101? Yeah, in in one QB start sit leagues, I'm very rarely drafting Allen, just because the receivers that go in that bucket are potential league winners. And this is not an indictment on Allen at all. Um, Allen has locked. I mean, you know his upside. I mean, he's he's a touchdown machine. He's got 45 passing touchdowns plus six rushing touchdown upside. Like, yeah. You know what you, you know exactly what you're getting. In, be, in best ball, it's a different equation. Like I want access to Josh Allen's ceiling in week seven, sixteen and seventeen. You know, uh, you know, maybe you're overpaying for him, but he still has the highest ceiling at the position, and I want that guy on some of my teams. So yeah, and one QB man, I, I'm I'm very rarely getting him. Uh, I think he's the locked in 101 in Superflex though. Like just don't ever think it. Don't take Jonathan Taylor. Don't take you know Patrick Mahomes. Just take Allen and and use him as your kind of like. He's your Allen and Superflex to me is like almost like Christian McCaffrey in, yeah. <laughs> in what just normal start sit leagues because he is such a he is such a difference maker above the seventh eighth best quarterback 
you know, he's going to give you four and a half, five more fantasy points per game than the seventh, eighth best quarterback. So just use Allen as like your, he's your anchor. And then you can, ha- you can come back and get another quarterback and be done. Or you could just go ham at, you know, running back receiver for the next six, seven rounds and get some of these fun QB three guys. Like there's a lot of ways you can build with Allen and it just kind of gives you that flexibility and also the peace of mind. And that's kind of more broadly, like why I'm taking the you know the top six, seven quarterbacks with the first seven picks and super flexes. Cause there's something to be said about the peace of mind they give. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man, I, you know, in that league, I was talking about that went for it was like 14 or 15 quarterbacks in the first two rounds. That's optimal. Like that is the way you should be drafting in super flex. Like it really, it really is optimal. Like you just get your first two in the first three rounds and then you just, you go from there. I'm with you. I, I always want my first two in the first three rounds, unless I'm really punting. Um, and I'm with you. Josh Allen is that cheat code. I mean, stuff of fantasy wet dreams when it comes to the fantasy quarterback position, deep bombs, running points. Like it's just, Obviously, you don't overthink this one. You, if you get the 101, I, I think it's almost unfair, to be honest, how much of a big edge like you, you can build from there because there's still good, good quarterbacks often falling there. So, yeah, I'm with you there. You guys have a great article, actually, on your site, too. Uh, one of your newer writers, Jeff Henderson, he does the, the yeah. wins above replacements. And he wrote, even in just one QB leagues, is Josh Allen worth a first-round pick, given how just steady and consistent this guy is year in and year out? You know, 25 of his last 33 games have been over 20 fantasy points over 400 in back-to-back seasons like it's not uh, by his awesome new stat that wins above replacement like it's not unfeasible to consider him a round one pick now obviously you wouldn't do that in a one QB certainly when he's falling to rounds three and four but you know I've actually I'd say about 15 percent or so of my underdog I've I've taken the plunge when it's late third and he's still there just because of how steady that's gonna be uh you can come back with the Gabe Davis on the next round um but yeah the, the reason I'm passing him up it's just because sometimes falling around five right now. And the only other guy I'd even consider in the first five rounds of a one QB league, but I would also consider the lock for 102 and a super flex is Herbert. I really just love this kid. I think he's going to lead the NFL in every meaningful passing category. Barrett had a great uh, tweet once too about how he actually has some pretty untapped Konami upside. Like he's a, yeah, he on paper, better athlete than Josh Allen. What if they actually start using that a little bit more? I don't think you're going to get that volume by any means, but there is a, there's a ceiling that we just haven't even seen yet, which is crazy to think how good he's been in setting so many records his first two seasons. He's my lock number two. Would you say the same for, for you as well? Yeah. Yep. And in one QB leagues, man, it's really hard for me to take Allen round three when, like you said, Herbert goes round five. Um, there's something to be said about the, all the continuity the Chargers have too. Like yeah. offensive line is much better. All of his weapons are back. They added Gerald Everett. Like this is all set up for him just to smash and, I'm a big fan of adjusting for early season schedules. Like let, let's take our known knowns. We know what these teams are going to look like roster wise early in the season. We have look, look ahead lines for the first two weeks of the season. Thanks to the sports books. Like let's adjust. So I came up with a hot score, uh, like a hot score metric. Uh, this article is up on, on fantasypoints.com. but the chargers based on their first four opponents and their implied totals have like the, they have the third best, hot score start behind the Eagles and Colts chargers first four games. Tell me, if, tell me if this doesn't get you excited. They, they play the Raiders, the chiefs, the Jags, and then Houston, like first two games are going to be shootouts. And then they have the two worst teams in the AFC. Like yeah, uh, Herbert man is like, if there's one guy in one quarterback leagues that I'm going to take in, in round five, the 12 teamer it's, it's Herbert. Like that's what this is. It's I'm a big fan of like conditional drafting with quarterbacks, right? If your running back and receiver pool dries up, I'm 
dude, take a quarterback in the fifth, sixth round. Like, just don't overthink it. Lock in those points. Don't mess around with the Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields because Justin Herbert, man, it's like he has QB1 upside. Like, just once that running back and receiver pool dries out, like, I'm much more willing to, to, to go for a quarterback. And that's a big part of the reason why I'm in on Herbert. I'm in on Hurts. I'm in on my, uh, Murray. And then on Lance is because that's when those, you know, those two and three running backs on your, on your roster, it kind of starts to dry out. Absolutely. Yeah. You're starting to wade through the, the acres and the Montgomery's that have a little bit of question marks to them. Give me the guys getting 25 a week at quarterback, maybe even more the shootouts in that division at, at that continuity argument. I don't think enough people bring up, like this is the first time he's had the same play caller in like four years dating back to college he actually talked about how it's his first real OTAs of his NFL career, given yeah. all the COVID and everything going on. And yeah. all the reports are they are flying down the field. Like the better edge, the better line often unlocks a faster paced offense. Cause you just, it, everything about it is beautiful for him. Um, I, I think he could genuinely outscore Josh Allen. And I love that, that two round discount between them. It's, it's a great, absolute great play. You started to allude to some of the other names that kind of round out, whether it's top five, top six, but there are a group that you're just like, these are the guys that still kind of represent potential cheat codes. Who would you consider some of those guys? Um, and, and, you know, if, if you want to give them an order, great. If you just have a tier, that's also great as well. I think it's a tier. Yeah, I, I think it's it's Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. And then I have like a pocket where it's like Lamar and then slightly behind them, Kyler and Hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what the upside is with Hertz at this point. I mean, he was – He's been nothing but a top five fantasy quarterback in, in all of his starts uh, since he took over. A.J. Brown is the grown man, the grownest of mans of all time. Like, <laughs> he's, dude, he's going to be a humongous Love difference it. maker uh, for this offense. And then Kyler, man, you know, he's, I think he's, you could make an argument for Kyler over Hertz. You could have him flipped. I don't, I don't really have a true preference between the two. I prefer Hertz just slightly more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Hollywood Brown, man, is is gonna. He's been an underrated kind of like. I, I think people have just not have not really taken into account what Hollywood's gonna do for this offense. And mm-hmm. once you get Duke back after six games, you know Hollywood running in the slot kind of is an upgrade over Christian Kirk. Uh, Kyler's got top three upside once again. You know the the only thing with him is he's just fallen off because of injuries over the last years, which I'm not gonna hold that against him. Uh, if Kyler's healthy for all 16, 17 games this year, like he's, he's got top three upside too. And he's three to four rounds cheaper than Josh Allen. So that that's kind of the way I'm playing it in start set leagues. It's like, I want Josh Allen. I'll take him if he really slides, but really this is where I'm making my, my decisions from, um, yesterday I just took Jalen Hurts in a, uh, it was a 10 team league in the sixth round. And after mm-hmm. all of my backs receivers kind of fell off, like I, I'll, I'm more than happy to take Hertz or, or Kyler in that spot. Absolutely. I mean, people on listen to my show know Hertz is my QB3. I'm all in. I absolutely oh, yeah. love this. Everybody's heard the AJ Brown is at the digs that it was to Allen and unlocks it. It really could be. I think mean, that's how good I think he said. Like, grotest man of all men. Like, it's the truth. AJ Brown is an absolute monster. So I can't wait to see what happens there. I saw a stat about how Hertz was towards the bottom of the league in terms of yards after the catch from his receivers. And now mm-hmm. he gets maybe the best in the game 
at that. So that's going to be huge for him, this offense. I think it acts as like an extension of the run game. Everybody worried about how often they ran the ball. Yeah, they're going to be run heavy. And it's going to help her. because he's going to run the ball a lot too. But they're going to use those like A.J. Brown quick screens as handoffs, the, the way the training camp reports are saying right now. So that's only going to help Hurts rack up some more passing yards too. I love it. And, and uh, yeah, Murray, I put him right in that tier as well. Uh, they're talking about how they the first time since Kingsbury's been there, they've really unlocked a, an air raid offense in terms of four receivers out there with Rondale and Marquise in the slot, AJ and DeAndre Hopkins out wide. Like you might have to wait for those first six weeks to get there. I don't think it's going to be a bad thing knowing how you know Hunt Murray usually starts. It's usually the, the midseason and beyond where he, he fades out. So inject that to me, have him start fast, finish fast, especially when points matter the most down the stretch there. I'm absolutely where with Kyler Murray. I guess the one guy I've struggled a little bit with is Lamar. I Obviously, the ceiling is so clear, um, and most people have him at quarterback four, so I can't – I'm not going to sit here and say he's he's tough, but I'd just rather have both those other names I talked about, given he's the quarterback nine and, and ten in the last two years. He just hasn't really quite looked like himself. Contract year, I mean, the guy might go absolutely crazy this year. Sounds like he's in just insane, pristine shape. Uh, they're going back to 2019, which is actually probably a positive for him, given that even though it's run heavier – I don't know though. I, he's just the one I can't. It, I go, I go Hertz or Murray every time. So I just don't land Lamar, who typically goes about a round earlier than them in one QB leagues and a pick earlier. Am I nuts? Like if you go those two guys over Lamar? I don't think so. Um, I think it's a really close tier, man. I, in my ranks, I have them all in the same tier. I have Lamar slightly ahead, um, just because he's the god. <laughs> he's freaky L for a reason, man. Like you know, averaging sixty-five, you know, sixty-six yards per game on the ground in his last, you know, last two years, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, Hertz is around 60 yards per game. Kyler's around 40. So, you know, if you want to split hairs there, that's where I'm going is like, okay, Lamar just really has the, the true freaky, you know, rushing upside. And I think they're going to get back to it. Um, They have a really rough start, man. They have a rough schedule in general. Um, So if you want to really split hairs, I'm completely fine with it, but I think it's, it's really close between, between those three. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of talked about at the top is the overall view of the position. You have these kind of six that that make up the you know, buy round six in a single QB league. These are the guys that you should really consider. Certainly top six picks in a super flex league should just go these six quarterbacks. And then there's a group of like seven through 14 that just uh, there's certainly some that wow you and tantalize you a little more. Then there's just your pocket passes, you know, are about to throw for. 4,840, like this, it's just a nice tier of steadiness, I would say, that I would certainly like at least one of them for a super flex. Maybe you get back, back uh, round one and two if you really like two of those guys. How do you sift through this tier? Is there anybody in particular between, so I'll just kind of spit my rankings out real fast here. Burrow, Russell Wilson, Lance, Dak, Brady, Stafford, and then I kind of cut it off just a little bit, then Cousins, Carr, and Rodgers right below them to round out the top 15. But, I mean, you could reorganize most of that in any way you want, and I'd have a hard time disagreeing with you. Is there anybody in those names that you're like, I really love that guy, one or two guys that you're just trying to hammer? Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a simple answer for me. It's Lance. Like, it's – you know, we were drafting Jalen Hurts round six, round seven last year. Uh, You can basically just copy and paste the same exact analysis that you have and the reasoning behind drafting Hurts in that spot. Uh, for Lance, you know, really, and it's better weapons. Um, we're not really sure how good of a passer Lance is, but I'm not really sure all that much that matters. I mean, we weren't yeah. really sure how good of a passer Hertz was, and he was a top five quarterback for fantasy. 
know, Lance has better weapons. I will say he's not as he's not like uh, one of these true game breaking runners, though. He's not like Lamar Jackson. He's not Malik. By the way, if you watch Malik Willis this weekend, he's looking good. Oh my god, man! When he's when he starts, like he is going to be amazing for fantasy. Uh, if he starts, we'll see if he can actually like get on the field because he's got some severe accuracy problems. But man, like dude's got like very like very few quarterbacks have the uh, like tackle breaking make yeah. you miss phone book kind of like pocket maneuverability that Willis has. But sorry, uh, he's not <laughs> Lance isn't one of those guys. But he, I mean. He's going to get design carries. He's going to be involved near the goal line. He's got some of the best, you know, receiver weapons in the NFL. I, I'm prioritizing Lance if I don't get Hurts or, or Murray or Lamar or Herbert, any of these guys we just talked about. He's kind of – I get what you're saying with the – he's not quite as shifty or as jukey as some of those guys, but he's a little bit of a bull. Like, I think he had 14 yeah. touchdowns his senior year. Like, he's pretty he's powerful like guy. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like um, Cam. Cam in his prime had a gear that, like, he was six five, and he could be look like he was running four five out there. Lance isn't that fast. He's right. kind of it's like a Josh Allen kind of thing. Like he yeah. he's got just enough juice to kind of move, and you know he's obviously a big dude. He can you know he can take a hit too. So um, yeah, I think Lance is is like a home run pick, and it's super flex, man. If I've I've done like like I said, I did three super flex leagues. I've taken Lance in the second round twice. Oh, the only reason I didn't, the only reason I didn't get Lance in that one league is because everybody was drunk on quarterbacks, which whatever I'm fine with. But Lance, Lance is the QB two you want. Yeah, like a, a 19 carry game and one of his only two starts last year. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a cheat code. And, and as you mentioned too, like it doesn't even matter how good of a passer is. I don't even know how bad of a passer you can be when you're throwing a Debo, IU, can Kittle. Like that's just anybody can succeed with those weapons. And it sounds like he really is lighting it up with, with those first. Pass of the preseason. One of the first passes of the preseason went for you know an eighty-yard touchdown to Danny Gray, also an explosive guy. Like I, I don't think you need much more. It's just so clear, like how, the parallels between him and twenty nineteen Jackson. Some deep bombs, some running ability, and, and Josh Allen. Like it's it's what is the the money maker of quarterbacks. This guy has it, and there's no worry about Garoppolo. I can't. I don't even think Garoppolo will be on the team come come the regular season. Even if he is, they've said this is Trey Lance's squad. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't see. It's really like the floor is so stable because of the rush. Tim fucking Tebow was like a top 10 quarterback <laughs> on it. He was like a 32nd passer rating in the league. It was a top six fantasy quarterback. Like the floor is great. And then if he hits his ceiling as a passer too, that's when you get Lamar 2019 and you just win your game because yep. it, it's, it's just insane. <laughs> yep, bro. If Nick Mullins can average 7.9 yards per pass attempt with the Niners, I, I think Trey Lance will be okay. Like <laughs> if he's not the most accurate quarterback in the league. Maybe his ball placement isn't great, but like, you know, Shanahan had him scheme. Shanahan schemed up Nick Mullins nearly eight yards per attempt. Jimmy Garoppolo has been over well over eight yards per attempt in his career. I think Trey Lance will be just fine efficiency wise. Maybe it's, maybe you're going to have some really ugly games, but like the spike weeks for him are, are going to be ridiculous. Absolutely. Yep. I'm with you. I can't argue against him at all. I don't want to argue against him at all because he's great. I, I I have him high in my rankings for a reason. I think he's the ideal, like, especially if you got a Hertz or somebody you feel great about in the first, like, it's just so sexy to have Trey Lance as your number two as well. I certainly could be happy with him in a one QB league as your QB one and in a super flex. I'm fine with it, of course. But if he's your two, like that just looks 
that much better. <laughs> You're looking at your and roster construction. Yeah. I, I am I am nothing but a shameful roster baiter. I, I'm yes. <laughs> always I'm always down for a good roster bation, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And that'll give you material for the next two weeks if you're drafting today. You're looking at Trey Lance at QB2 and hammering, <laughs> hammering away for the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Oh, I'm with you there. Yeah, Trey Lance at two or Tom Brady. Do I want 45 and, and old? I mean, obviously, I, Brady has his own you know, positives too, but give me the young guy that's about to run for 1,000 yards himself. I'm, I'm all with you. Is there anybody in that range that you just don't find yourself typically getting towards in that, that remaining QB1 type of tier? Um, I'm a I little lower like on Russ. Yeah, I'm a little lower on Russ, but I like them all. Um, I'm a little lower on Dak just because of the, the receivers kind of scare me. I, th- I think, uh, you know, Lamb, Lamb is just set up to smash, but it's dicey, man. Jalen Tolbert's behind Noah Brown right now. Um, that's probably not good. James Washington's hurt. Um, Michael Gallup, I, I haven't seen anything on Gallup, man. I, I have no clue when he's going to be back. Our guy, Edwin Porras, who does all of our injury insights, he's, he's fantastic. He says Gallup's probably not going to be right until October. Um, mm-hmm. So Dak, Dak is like the guy I'm kind of lowest on in that tier. But even then, he's been so consistent, man. He's been a top 10 quarterback by points per game in the, in the last four straight years. Um, he go In Superflex, I actually think he's a value because he goes at like the end of round one to the start of round two. And sure, Dak probably isn't a league winner just because he doesn't have the rushing upside anymore. Uh, he's a pocket passer these days. That being said, I mean, there's something to be said for the consistency Dak provides. So I'm in on Dak and super flex, but I'm kind of out in it on him in, in one quarterback, if that makes sense. Just because I think he's he's like right towing on that line of like really good starter, but also like he's going to have some like weeks where he's replacement level kind of guy. I think, I think Dallas goes more run heavy this year. I think they're going to want to get Zeke going early. I think Pollard's great. They've got a really good one-two punch between those two. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if early in the year they go a little more run heavy uh, than the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. There have been those training camp rumblings. They might tap into Dak's legs a bit more. I don't, it's, it's buzz. So I don't know if I fully buy it. He is a pretty good red zone runner though. So even if they don't do it all over the field, but they give him a couple more of those read options in the, in the goal line and he just plunges in six rushing touchdowns, that would go a long way too. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I really like a lot of these guys, even the ones with the warts like Dak, the Stafford with the elbow makes people nervous, but he's also year two in the system with Allen Robinson now joining. So if the elbow doesn't end up being an issue, there's no reason he couldn't be even better than the guy that just threw the, the fourth most touchdowns, the third most yards, like in his first year with McVay. I could see him being great. And then you go down to like the, we, we talked about if you can get two or three picks, there's like the the cousins and the cars, and maybe you lump Rodgers into there too, because it's just, it's Aaron Rodgers, even with those tough weapons. Um, I personally like cousins the most out of that group, if, if especially if he falls to round three. Uh, I even have him going for close to 5,000 yards in my projections. I just like this new offense with Kevin O'Connell coming in. Certainly when you got Jefferson and then now Thielen looks like 2016 Thielen, apparently. Uh, Irv Smith, if he could ever stay healthy, you know Cook is a great player and, and could probably have a real lot of untapped upside as a receiver as well. Uh, and I love KJ Osborne. I, I just think there's a ton of good weapons and a new creative scheme that everybody's just so happy about there. They're, they're all good vibes around it. I could see Cousins really chucking up and the defense just blows too. So they're going to need to be chucking. So I like Cousins the most of that that Cousins, Carr, Rogers, and kind of cut it off where I'd love to have two of those top 15 guys. Do you have one that you like, if they sneak in around three, you're looking for there? Yeah, in my article, my in my hard and fast rules, uh, Carr and Cousins, I said, are just excellent third-round picks. Like if they get mm. to you in the third round, 
overthink it. Don't, unless like something ungodly happens and you can get, I don't know, who would it be? Leonard Fournette, something, something like that. Don't overthink it. Just take, take Carr and Cousins in, in the third round. Like, like you said, the floor is so good for these guys, man. The Raiders, you could, what you just said for the Vikings, you can say it's exactly for the Raiders too. I think their defense is a little better, but like that division, that conference in general, like they're going to have to be chucking all season long. I think Carr, the thing with Carr is, you know, the touchdown upside, um, you know, he's never had what more than 30, what was it? 31, something like that in the season. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so that's the only concern for him, but you know, I think this year with the volume increase, McDaniel's influence and obviously Devontae Adams, this guy, yeah. Uh, Car has a slightly higher floor. I'm with you though. I, I like Cousins just a little bit more because the weapons, O'Connell, man, it, people are going to be stunned about how pass heavy the Vikings are. Like this is this is a pass first team. They're going to be top twelve in pass rate. Like they are not a run first team anymore. Absolutely, I'm with you there, 100. percent I'll move on then to those kind of it, it, we'd consider maybe mid rounders in Superflex. Certainly, like the round 11 to 14 type of guys. If you're in just a one QB league. That you, if you're going to draft a quarterback too, these guys might be at least worth considering. And then at once you get to like 20 through 30, I don't even think you bother drafting them in one QB, but you certainly need to consider them for super flex. But in that kind of tier, I have 16 Tua, 17 Matt Ryan, 18 Fields. I'm a little bit lower on him, uh, but your man Scott's making a great argument over there at uh, Fantasy Points that might make me have to reconsider it in that, that quarterback article he just dropped. Trevor Lawrence could be a little intriguing too. I kind of have those guys as like potential. Uh, maybe I draft a QB two, and then maybe, you know, the last ditch kind of super flex guys I'd really want to have in my starting lineup. Uh, do you see it the same way? Is there any of those names that kind of stand out to you? Uh, we have the same tier. I'm a little higher on fields just because he's, he's got that game breaking rushing upside. Yeah. Um, bears offensive line is a disaster though. Like they, they are, they're going to get stomped in their first two games. They play the Niners and the, uh, the Packers in their first two and, <laughs> it, it might get ugly out there for fields, but after that, the bear schedule opens up a little bit. So in one, in one quarterback leagues, I'm not drafting fields. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe uh, somebody else does. And then they drop them after a week, one or two, after a couple of bad games and I can go scoop them up. Um, yeah. But that really, that the first two games are just like no goes for me. I mean, fields is going to get pressured and harassed uh, and super flex is different. You know, you can, you can kind of take fields as first couple of bad games and be fine with it. Um, I've warmed it to Tua. I've really warmed it to Tua. Um, hearing Mike McDaniel talk about Tua, well, he had, he was on somebody's podcast and I can't, I can't remember who, but McDaniel doesn't strike me as a guy who's like going to blow smoke up your ass. You know, like he yeah. said, Tua, he throw he said Tua throws the most accurate ball he's ever seen. Wow. And he's, I mean, that's, that's extremely high praise. You know, he was talking about how he's a lefty and he's actually, he's two is actually a righty. But he throws left and he's got this like kind of like late like cut to his ball that all lefties have. I played baseball and all lefties have this like late cut to their balls. And two has got that. And but the way he throws it, especially towards the sidelines, he was saying it like just drops in the bucket perfectly. If two is like the ball distributor to Tyreek to Jalen Waddle, yeah, to Chase Edmonds, like shit, man. Like he's he's definitely got a little more upside than than I think people are giving him credit for. I'm taking him over Lawrence for sure, just because I believe in McDaniel more. I believe in the weapons more. Um, So I I do like Tua. He's just so – it's he's fringy for one quarterback leagues. You're going to have great weeks where he puts up 22, and then you're going to have weeks where, you know, he has 11 or 12 points, you know. 
So he's he's just like right on that fringe for one quarterback, but I, I do like him quite a bit as like the QB two to get if you don't get Cousins Carr. I like Fields too. Um, he's like the QB two I would want. Yeah, I'm with you 100. In fact, if there's one to break into like the top ten, like really just explode, that's the weapons to do it. And, and you yeah. mentioned the way he throws the ball, like it's he hits his receivers in stride really well, which is exactly what Mike McDaniel's wants to do. Uh, maybe you know I know he's. Tyree Kill said he's better than Patrick Mahomes. No, like we, we know that's not true, but maybe at letting Tyreek get the yards after the catch and hitting him in stride, like maybe that skill yeah. is. Look, Tyreek was obviously, you know, just trying to sound good for his guy, but I think there was something to, he, he, that quote, he was like, he's better than Mahomes. He throws a more accurate ball than Mahomes or a more catchable ball. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that too, but I think it's also kind of makes sense. You know, you hear McDaniel saying he throws an extremely accurate ball. You look back at his college numbers, you adjust for average depth of target. Tua was the most accurate quarterback in his final season. He was more accurate than Joe Burrow. Like the, the dude, can, <laughs> he is clearly accurate. Um, two nights ago, he hit Mike Kosicki on this like kind of quick slants, quick timing offense. Ball hit Gasicki literally in the face mask. Gasicki just wasn't ready for it. I mean, he throws a very, very good ball. Um, yeah. And I think he's kind of got the same upside as Kirk Cousins. You know, great passing weapons, much better, much better coach, much better offensive coach. Like, you can make a really strong bull case argument for Tua. The Like I said, the only thing is, like, he just doesn't run. So in one quarterback leagues, like, I'm, I'm – not really taken to it very much, but in Superflex, that's that's where you can get him and, and get some exposure to him. Yeah, exactly. The the one guy in Superflex too I like, especially if I'm balancing out like Lance, who I guess it's unknown. I still think he's going to smash. It just seems so easy. But let's say yeah, you want something higher floor in that range. Matt Ryan's so boring, but like I like yeah. Mike as a play caller a lot. Last time he had even a halfway decent quarterback. I mean Andrew Luck is far more than halfway decent, but. They had the corpse of Rivers, and yeah, no shit, they were slow with Wentz and them, and they just didn't trust them with the game. But it sounds like he just loves Matt Ryan. He's infatuated with him to the point where he's like, this is like the first time we've had this since Andrew Luck. And when he had Andrew Luck, fastest team in the league, like second most passing yard, just airing it out. It sounds like they are just flying around at practice. I do really like this Alec Pierce kid too, so I know the weapons aren't amazing, but if Pittman does take that next alpha jump and Pierce or if, God forbid, Campbell stays healthy for once in his life, there aren't, there's not nobodies here uh, for a player like Ryan to have himself. Like, he's been a top 12 quarterback in, I think, like six of the last eight years. And even when Ridley was healthy last year, he was in the top 10 quarterbacks till he was out. So I, I don't think he's as bad. It's just, it, there's nothing sexy about that pick. It's never going to sizzle. But in two quarterback leagues, if you've kind of punted the position, you have one you know, nice one, but you still want a nice high floor option. I don't mind Ryan in that range. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was mentioning my hot score metric. I'm, I'm nothing if not really good at naming articles. Yes. Um, <laughs> Colts have the second best start, man. Um, they get uh, Texans, Jags, I believe. Then they have the Chiefs at home in the Dome. Then they go and play the Titans. Like, it's a nice little start. Um, yeah. Right. You know, Frank Wright, we saw the quote a couple weeks ago that, like, they are they want to throw a ball. Like, yeah. They were so limited because of wins last year. <laughs> like it all kind of came to a head within that Jags game. But anybody who paid close attention, like all year, Wentz was just really limiting this offense. That won't be the same case with Ryan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely with you there. I like Ryan a ton in best ball, man, because I'm taking a lot of Pittman. Uh, I'm taking a lot of Pittman. I like Naheem Hines, especially in full PPR. 
yeah. best ball. I, I'm I'm feeling some Matt Ryan, like Pittman, Hines, Pierce, Campbell stacks. Like you can get you can get four man Colts stacks, and it's kind of like a contrarian playoff. Jonathan Taylor too as a top as a top pick. Yeah. Uh, I've taken Ryan with with JT, but I, I think you know. Let's say hey, maybe Jonathan Taylor slips from being the RB one or RB two to like RB six. Um, how does he get there? Well, it's probably because Matt Ryan's throwing way more and he's like free and all of his secondary pass catchers are free. So if they're going to be throwing more, probably means one of Alec Pierce or, you know, Paris Campbell or even Mo Ali Cox. I like him a lot as a tight end. three. Yeah, absolutely. All of, the, all of those guys, one of those guys is going to have like a, a monster, like ADP return. Like, I don't know who it'll be. I, I truly have no idea. I, I think Pierce is probably the favorite, but I really yeah. don't know. Um, but I'll, I'll take all three of them. Absolutely. We'll wrap up our quarterback preview here with just, uh, you mentioned Goff. If you want to go into him, you can, or is there any other just like later round guys for whether it's, I, this would probably be super flex specific because these guys shouldn't be really drafted in one QBs. They should be on the waiver wire, but they could be guys to flag down if, if you're not happy with your first quarterback, but in super flex, is there any of these late round guys that you find yourself having as your number three quarterback? Mariota. He's the nuts. Yeah. Um, really, really tough schedule to start the year. Actually, the Falcons have the worst schedule based on uh, strength of schedule from Scott Barrett and implied totals by far. Falcons have like the worst start. Uh, that being said, Konami code, man, like Mariota's finally healthy. You know, I know in his career, he was never a big runner, but I think that's just because he was always playing hurt. Um, mm -hmm. Finally healthy. We heard this is the, the the healthiest he's been in his entire career. And if that's the case, like, you know, Arthur Smith's going to run some, some zone read RPO stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think Smith wants to run the ball a lot more this year. It's part of the reason why I'm out on Kyle Pitts uh, is because I think Atlanta goes goes run heavy. You know they've got you know they've got the backs now between Algier, Damian Williams to kind of finally have somebody that can run inside. CPAT's a fun little inside player, and, and Mariota's legs man looked great uh, in that first preseason game. That was kind of all I needed to see. He's got the juice back from his days at Oregon. Um, he might he might not make it till like week six or week seven if the Falcons stink and they want to get a look at Ritter. But you know exactly what you're getting early in the year. And I think Mariota has like, you know, some some definite upside early in the year as a runner. I think didn't he like put up like 30 fantasy points in his last time on the field in extensive action for the Raiders when Carr went out in the first quarter? It was something yeah. that like <laughs> Bear was reading about it the other day. It was like yeah. 29 points in three quarters that he played. Like he's got that running upside. Yeah, I remember that game. I was texting Joe Dolan during it. I was like, "Are you watching this game? Like Mariota looks good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best he's looked in his entire NFL career. Like, right. so I, you know, I'm I'm here for the Mariota re, uh, reclamation project. I'm here for it. But again, it's it's that's super flex only, man. Like you can't get away with Mariota more quarterback. No, but I'm, yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think that's a really interesting stab uh, for sure. And Arthur Smith, they have that chemistry from before. Could be a really interesting one. And even if he does get benched, maybe you pick up Desmond Ritter uh, come midseason at that point. So that's a nice late round one for you to uh, check it out. All righty, Grant. Well, I don't know if we uh, push too long here or if you have time for the rapid fire segment at the end. What's your thoughts? <laughs> no, let's do it. Let's roll. All righty. You, as you know the deal here, we'll hit 20 must hit questions with just your gut responses here in the Again, wasting no, time. no huddle offense look at those segment transitions the production quality goes oh. up every year right oh, dude, you are you are just on fire today man on fire. <laughs> i love it crib all righty we'll go right from the top of the drafts first five picks in every draft should be uh mccaffrey 
McCaffrey one, JT, <laughs> uh, JT two, Jefferson three, Cup four, Chase five. But I, if full PPR, I, I, I'm fine with that clear five too. Who's the late round league winning? I guess we've already talked about this a bit, but the late round league winning QB would be Fields. I'm going to go Fields for the most upside. Who do you think gained the most value throughout this offseason? Ooh, gained the most value. Man, Brian Robinson, probably. I mean, he's he went from being, like you said, he was an 18th round pick on underdog in May. Now he's he's going to get steamed up to like round nine. So he's there's probably somebody else, but he's one of them. Pier- I mean, yeah, we talked about him and Pierce, right? <laughs> Those two running backs, both uh, yeah. great candidates for that. Conversely, who lost the most value? <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> That went too easy for you. I love it. Yeah. Um, after Brees Hall, if it even is Brees Hall, who do you think the highest scoring rookie will be in redraft? Drake London. Yeah. Gabe Davis, yay or nay? All the way in. Yes. Look, I, like, right. I like touchdowns, man. Like, I, I, at the end of the day, like in, in, in fantasy and in, in this Twitter world we live in, like everybody's overthinking everything all the time. Uh, if Josh Allen is going to throw 45 touchdowns and that's kind of like our expectation, who's going to get him? Gabe Davis was second on the team in end zone targets last year and he was a part-time player. Uh, he's now a full-time player. Like I'm, I'm just not overthinking it. He's their Mike Williams, you know, just don't overthink it. hundred percent. I'm with you. There probably will not be a next Cooper cup, but if there was the best case for it would be. Oh, Jefferson, baby Jefferson. Like he's got, he got O'Connell. They're going to move him all over the place. 180 targets, well within range. It's Jefferson. Who's the free agent or traded player that you think feasts the most in their new home? Christian Kirk. I really like Kirk, man. Like he's walking into potentially 140, 150 targets. Jags are going to have to throw. They they trail 80% of their offensive snaps every year. So <laughs> the volume will be there. That's for sure. Absolutely. What's the 101 of fast food? One on one of Popeyes, baby. I'm a big Popeyes guy. Uh, they got the best chicken uh, and best fries. Love it. What's the early rounder from one or two that busts the hardest? Derrick Henry. The mid rounder of 2022 that is now in the 2023 early rounds at this time next year. 20 mid rounder. Um, hmm. Rashad Bateman. Oh, intriguing. I think yeah. you said Devontae on the show last year, too. So you have a pretty good track record of this. Hey, nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what about you don't have to do one of every position, but running back, receiver, tight end, your choice. Who's the late round league winner at that position? Late round league winner, running back, um, Darrell Henderson. I think you just say that I, I was big on Hendo last year. He was one of my most drafted running backs. Uh, and this year he's one of my most drafted running backs. I'm in on acres for what it's worth. Um, but you know, we know what the downside is. And if acres goes down, like Henderson is the only guy, like Kyron Williams is hurt. He's been real. He's far behind. I don't think Kyron Williams is a very good player either, by the way. Uh, so D Hendo. What's the greatest TV show of all time? Oh man. Oh, you're making me choose. Uh, <laughs> Breaking bad. It's there's like I have like five god tier shows, but we could do a whole show on that. We really could. Maybe the off season we'll link up for the yeah. real hard hitting content. Oh, for real, god tier shows. I'd love to debate yeah. that with you sometime. Good stuff. 
the most important or intriguing coaching hire for 2022? McDaniel, for sure. Miami. What's the most important preseason story or battle you're monitoring right now? Um, there's a number of them, but I would say the most important one that we kind of got word on was the Texans backfield, you know, Pierce being the locked in one. Love it. Who's the year two blow up candidate at receiver. That's not chase or waddle. Those two would be too easy. <laughs> I'm going to go dark horse and go Devonta Smith, man. If the Eagles, if, if Hertz is, takes a big leap, like Devonta Smith gets single coverage opposite AJ Brown. Like he's going to mm. dust some dudes. Man. Like there's going to be weeks where he goes three for 30. There's going to be weeks where he goes six, one twenty and two, two. Nice. The player you most want to have a drink with and hang out with. Oh man. Josh Allen. Dude seems funny as hell. <laughs> he does. What's your drink of choice? Uh, I'm a big whiskey guy. Rocks straight old fashioned. Uh, I'm a big fan of ginger and whiskey too. Give me a little ginger and Jameson. Nice. And last two here. You won't leave your 2022 drafts without. There's a couple players. Brandon Cooks. I love him. Yeah. That yeah. round five value. So nice. And your boldest 2022 fantasy prediction. And then just a reminder of where our listeners can find you, find your work, and all that good stuff. I am not a hot take guy, but Lance is QB1. That's that's probably like the boldest. Boldest I can go where it's actually in range. But uh, Nick, man, this was freaking awesome. Uh, we got to get you on the pod with with me and Scott at some point before we wrap up here. If not, we'll we'll do it sometime this offseason. But I want to thank you for your time. Uh, I'm at Grant Barfield on Twitter. Check out all my stuff at fantasypoints.com. Uh, Nick, you're a legend, man. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> I'm a legend. Look at you, my man. Thanks so much for coming on. A true legend in the space. Your kind words mean more than you know, man. So, so appreciated. But thanks so much for your time, your insight. Always such a blast catching up with you, Graham. So, yeah, I mean, I'll come on and talk with you guys any day of the week, whenever you want. Uh, but, man, it's just such a fun time every time we have you on the show. So, thanks again so much. Check him out, Wolfpack. Graham, have a great rest of your, your day, your year, your fantasy season. Best of luck, man. Yeah, same to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. All righty, Wolfpack. Well, thanks again to Graham for coming on to the show. He is always, again, one of my favorite guests of the offseason. Him and Barrett over at Fantasy Points. Two guys that come on every year. Two guys that are just always A+. It is the best. So thanks again so much, Graham, for coming on. Check out FantasyPoints.com. Some of the best content out there. Looks like we have a buzz and mailbag. I don't know if that means there's bots or what's going on here. We're going to find out shortly. But let's uh, let's hit the mailbag, and hopefully it's not just steaming garbage out here. Uh, any questions you guys have, get them on in. Let's Let's chat. Wolf Pack, but again, check out at Graham Barfield, fantasypoints.com. Such a great, great website, great people, great content. My favorite, easy every year. First subscription I'd make, fantasy points. It's the best. All righty, Jordan T. What's going on? Making Monday great again. I love it. Great stuff, Jordan. Uh, thanks for tuning in. What a legend. It's, uh, it's always good to hear from you. Know that you're here. Ethan Allen Lunsford. What do you think about Cam Akers in the sixth round in a dynasty? It's the ultimate risk reward there. I don't know that there's a ton of risk to a, a uh, six rounder either. Like if he pans out, let's say he comes back from this Achilles. He was before that Achilles tear. He was what a, a first, you know, late first, early second type of running back could be right back into there. They seem to certainly want him at 19 uh, touches per game when he first came back. And, you know, I almost, everybody's hating on how bad he looked. And, and yeah, that's really tough to come back six months from an Achilles injury and face three straight top five run defenses, five, three, and seven in order. That's really hard to do. 
So I, I'm not, I, I'm in on acres. I certainly had a six round price. Like, let's go for it. Let's see what happens here. If it doesn't work out, it's going to be a flop and it's six rounder burned and that sucks. But if it works and eh, it sucks, but it's again, it's a six rounder. If it does pan out, now you're looking at, you know, the RB1 anchor for your team for the next, however many years, five, six, maybe 10, if he has a great career, I think he's well worth it there, Ethan, for sure. Drafted Kirk about half a round above his ADP in Dynasty. Yeah, so you got some good pump up from Graham there. I've never been the biggest Kirk guy myself, uh, but the path to 140 targets, like everything Graham's saying makes sense. And now I'm kind of like, huh, maybe I need to sneak in some uh, some late round drafts with Kirk here. What's going on, Evan? Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys are having a great day. You as well, buddy. I was able to get Najee, Saquon, Hall, Dylan. Ooh, do I play all? Oh, you have two flex spots. Yeah, I mean... I guess it depends on Dylan. You have Evans and Deontay, uh, Pierce. To- you have a stacked roster. So you have enough here that you can play the matchups. It's not just like, let's lock in Hall and Dylan because they're the first guys we took. I think you got to play those matchups. I'm guessing Evans and Deontay are locked into your receiver spots. You aren't saying they're in flex consideration too. Uh, and then we can figure out, you know, how good is Pierce going to be? Who's he facing? All that good stuff. Um, I do love Eli Morris, certainly when Flacco plays as well. So you got yourself... Some really good options. That's what you always want, uh, Evan. But I am not opposed. If the question is kind of like, can I play four running backs? Yeah, absolutely. If it's full PPR, oftentimes you'd want more receivers than running backs in there. But if you've got the running backs like Hall, who could be three down profiles, we'll see how Carter and all that shaking up the rest of the preseason. Um, I'm never opposed to four bell cows in that lineup. So we'll see uh, how it per- works out. Saquon is certainly scary, but man, like he looks really good. I think Dayball is the guy to turn this around. Really, the, and the biggest if, and it's a big if to me, he looks healthy. I think the play caller is going to be right. He's moving them all over the place. The slot, the line's even improved too. They've injected first-round tackles back-to-back years. The interior still a little sketch, but still, it's the best line he's ever going to be running behind in his NFL career so far. The question is Daniel Jones. Is he going to actually be competent? And I don't have a clear answer to that. My guess is probably no, but I think he could be bad and Saquon could still be good. We've seen that happen plenty with running back. So I am actually, I love Saquon at his price. I do think I'd rather have like Kamara in the same price range. Um, he's going even after Saquon now and probably not going to get suspended. So like, give me, give me the guy that's a top five running back every year. That's going in mid to late round two. I'll take him, but I, I, I am not scared of Saquon. I really like Saquon. He's a guy I am targeting for sure. Uh, what's going on? I have another question for us. Hurts best. I love him. I love him by his ADP. I've gotten him in like early seven at times. He's going to be an absolute cheat code. So I, I'm there. One QB leagues, I, uh, it really depends on what receivers have fallen in round seven. Because there are a couple guys I love. I love Brandon Ayuk. I love, uh, you know, I really do like Hunter Renfro, but you can often get him in round eight. So I, I don't want to toss him necessarily out there. Um, but uh, there's a, Michael Thomas was going there, but not really anymore. So I don't want to like give old ADP data. But there's a couple receivers in that round seven range, Ayuk being the one that just comes to mind, uh, it'll like hit me in uh, 10 questions later. And I'll be like, yeah, oh yeah, that guy too. Uh, but man, I, I do love that price tag. It's just a matter of what receivers there, what my roster composition, but let's say I have like three running backs, three receivers. I love all six of my picks so far and hurts to sit in there. There's a no brainer to me. And even in round six, like if I don't feel great about the receivers or running backs there. Yeah. I mean, that Konami edge is huge. So I'm there. And Wolfpack, as you get your questions in, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button. It greatly helps us. It continues to help us to grow. Uh, it is so greatly appreciated. If you're new to the channel, too, I'm seeing some new names in here. Love to see it. If you want to see more great interviews, more content throughout the summer and regular season, 
a sub is also so greatly appreciated. The notification bell, even better if you want to do that. But please consider joining us, Wolfpack, and coming into the channel to see all this content live. <laughs> Lamar calls the Steelers daddy. That's fantastic. He does too. I mean, I can't argue with it. You can go take a diarrhea at halftime and then run back on the field mid-quarter and then go, go shit all. That might have been against the Browns, actually, when that happened. But still, I wish it was against the Steelers. Good trash talk here. Jets week one. I mean, yeah, he's going to probably be the best quarterback that week here. I am saying I'm a little bit worried about him. He's just going to go put 45. Um, you know what? I'm kind of getting to the root of this. This might be like psychotherapy for me answering you guys' questions. I faced Lamar three times in 2019. Uh, the guy who had him won the title. All three times, he put up 35 or more. You know how you like, often will face the same opponent twice in the regular season, then I faced him again in the playoffs. He had 35 or more. So maybe it's just like a resentment that this guy buried me. That should probably make me higher on him because I clearly know the upside. <laughs> Ugh. I, I, yeah, he's going to make me look like a fool, isn't he? What's going on, Denny? Great to see a, an OG Wolfpack legend here. One of the, the reigning, the few remaining survivors over on Facebook. We might be going YouTube full-time soon, so just keep that in mind, Denny. Uh, first season using Superflex. No, oh, so hopefully this show gave you some interesting things to consider, Denny, for sure. Baker stays healthy. He'll be top 10, 12. Alex, I do not think I can get on board with that. I mean, the weapons are certainly not bad. Like top 20 weapons, top 15 weapons. Yeah, probably. DJ Moore, unbelievable player. Wish he had had better quarterback his whole career. This will be the best he's had. We'll see what he's really made of. Robbie Anderson can get deep. He can also work the intermediates we've seen. Obviously, McCaffrey, best weapon in the game whenever he's healthy. I just, I don't know that Baker's is good enough to finish top 10 to 12. I don't. Um, he, he'll go in that late round we were talking about with like, you know, Goff and those. Now he's a starting quarterback. Maybe he gets pumped up a little bit. I, I would be stunned though if he's top ten to twelve. You can come back here and rub my face all, and I'll, I'll gladly take it because I, I, I like root for the kid. I hope he does, but I don't see that happening. <laughs> he's probably quarterback twenty five for me. All righty, Alex. Again, I love all the comments, Alex. Thanks for being here. Um, draft Thielen. And Hopkins, so you can replace Thielen when he is hurt. Yeah, not a bad plan right there, right? Thielen's going to feast. I I'm telling you, as long as he's healthy, and maybe it's not only until week five, but I bet you he has – he averages over a touchdown a game these last couple of years, and now they're saying they're featuring him more, and he's looking healthier than he's ever looked. I, I really like Thielen. He's so unsexy. We're talking about six, round six, seven receivers that I don't like to pass up on for Hurts. Thielen's one of those guys. I'm really into um, Thielen this year as my like wide receiver three. I mean, we're obviously assuming I'm on Ross St. Brown. Maybe my favorite pick of the draft is off the board now. Uh, round five type of guy that I, I hammer every time. But if you can go like A-Rob four, St. Brown five, Thielen six, and you have three running backs in your first three, that's like my 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 game plan. There you guys go. You won your leagues. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thanking myself for giving you the win. Just come on back and make sure we grow. <laughs> oh, man, Chris, what's going on? Hope my guy E.T. goes crazy. He really sure could. And now, as you mentioned, you snagged him in the fourth as a flex. Like, his price is starting to go down because of the J-Rob hype. I love that. That's that's why I'm now getting in on Etienne. I didn't like him when he was going mid-three because everyone's like, he's going to be that future back, Robinson, Achilles. That could all still be true. But now that he's going down in price, that's where I really like him here. Because I think even – I've been ranking him as if Robinson's there and annoying, and I still really like the receiving upside, the scoring upside, the big playability. It's going to be such a gross – team <laughs> that they're going to, as Graham said, trailing 80% of the time, that's going to be ETN time. So uh, we got some good comments going back and forth on him. ETN, they, they both like fall. Yeah. Robinson's in like the, you know, Marlon Mack range type of thing. Like I, I don't mind having them both. I don't think it's a horrible strategy. 
you're investing in the Jags backfield, which just is like ugh, double investment in there. But I, especially like ET as a player, like he could definitely be. He, Pierce is so, so sexy, um, man. He's as you said, you did your draft on Saturday. Like he's gonna be going around like six, probably. I mean, team comparison too. Like, this could be Aaron Foster. Remember where it's like Foster was a last round pick, then he was going around ten because he was eaten in the preseason. Then he was going around six. And then he was the best running back in fantasy and like round six was still too cheap. So could be solid. Could be solid. Not too shabby. Have uh sitting at 10 of 10. So I'm between grabbing two stud receivers. I honestly, I, I don't want to throw you completely off your game plan, Alex. I like going running back, running back there. I like going cook and not Because <laughs> I think there's blip when you go to round three, Sutton, Pittman, um, you know, whoever you like in that crew, love all those guys. AJ Brown sometimes falls in round three. Love it. Keenan Allen sometimes falls even more. Love it. T Higgins. I, I can get behind there. Round four, Gabe Davis, you know, Allen Robinson. I mean, guys are going like round five and six in home leagues. Unbelievable. Just if they're going round five and six, let's say you can go like Pittman, AJ Brown, and then Gabe Davis and Allen Robinson, five, six at that, that turn. You, you want those horses then because those four receivers would win you your league on their own without two running backs and studs. So I'm going running back, running back, um, or maybe considering Kelsey in a 10-teamer, getting that, that elite edge. Maybe you get Pitts in round three and said running back, running back, Pitts, Sutton, A-Rob Davis. Oh, that's getting me. That's getting me a little too excited here on a stream on a Monday. <laughs> we did our draft last Saturday. Good. I, I mean, I have always mixed emotions. Like, obviously, you don't want a big injury or anything that just, like, tanks – a player before the season even gets going, but then you have some excitement now too. You have a, almost like a mini fantasy season as your, your studs like Damian Pierce, you took, you watch them go 40 picks late earlier now. And you're like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm the man. That's why I love doing underdog. If you like underdog, you like best ball drafts. It's like a market code. RSA gets you hundred dollar deposit match. The best underdog fantasy, my favorite way to play. Uh, we do the draft board every year. Oh, it's the best. There's nothing better than those, uh, those draft boards. $1,000 league. Now you're talking about $1,000 buy-in, Chris? Or are you talking about like a $100 buy-in and you could win a $1,000? Because $1,000 buy-in, now, now we're high rolling. <laughs> Let me know if you want some consulting on that action because that, you know, $1,000 buy-in. Two on, uh, yeah, that's it's draft time, baby. It's that time of the year for sure. 10, 12, 30 team league. How the hell does that freaking work? Love it, Alex. You, these are the, the wolves, the guys that come out on a Monday at uh, 1 p.m. You guys are the ones we want here. Uh, love to see it. Uh, 150, you could win 1,800. Not too bad. Yeah, that's okay. So now we got it. Yeah, that's that. I think my highest buy-in of like home leagues, I think 300 to 400. It's it's pretty good. I mean, that's a good come away with a couple thousand bucks. It's good stuff. <laughs> War suits last week. He brought a smoke machine. That is unbelievable. You have like entrance music and everything, Chris. You gotta get videos of that. We'll play that on the the air. If you want to send that in, that's great stuff. I, that's the people you want. The wolf. Um, yeah, you guys, I love the conversation you guys are having. I'm going to kind of jump and see if there's any. Um, so this is why we had so many questions. <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead. I've read them all. <laughs> My dress buddy lost his leg up. Like a, I love it. So like, this is great stuff. I'm going to jump to the questions, though. Um, I'll, I'll read these all again, though. It's, it's fun stuff to see. Uh, any tips for auctions and super flex? Uh, so Denny, that's a really good question. I guess I should have asked, uh, Graham, how it kind of changes the strategy here. I would treat it like the ranking. So if quarterbacks like Josh Allen goes from $30 in a one QB league to now being the first overall pick, well, how much does the first overall pick cost about 60 to 70? That's what I would pay for Josh Allen. Um, 
I don't do a, I, I've never done a super flex auction to be honest. So I, I can't like give you a, this is what it is. But like, I know the first pick should go for about 70 bucks. I know the second pick, Justin Herbert should go for about 69 bucks. You know, like you kind of look at like what auction prices would be for your typical draft. Now you're, you're slotting in these players in terms of like their value and everybody's value kind of rises in that. Um, but then there's always the other side of the coin is like every auction is different to leave. Like every draft is living and breathing. Never mind an auction where every second of it's living and breathing and everything's adjusting on the fly. Um, I would guess like quarterbacks will actually go kind of undervalued. Like Josh Allen should be 70 bucks and he might go for 55 type of thing. Um, and then you can kind of pick apart. I would just say, save your money on receivers, especially in super, super flex. Cause you could get like Allen Robinson in a one QB league for like eight bucks right now. <laughs> in certain like formats, which is just mind blowing. So of all the tips, I would say get your, get two good quarterbacks. See if, if like Kirk cousins goes cheap or something like that for your QB two. would love that. Get an ACE like Josh Allen uh, or, or Herbert, get one of those guys. Um, and then really save the budget uh, at receiver pay up at quarterbacks, pay up at running backs is what I would probably do. Late round QB targets, I <laughs> rather take a merit. Yeah, so I actually like that, Alex. Like, I, I like the idea of the Steelers, the better weapons, better, like, I mean, even with the, the husk of Big Ben, they were, like, top five in pass attempts the last three years. So, yeah, they pass happy with, a, I mean, the way Pickett's looking, I, I think it's going to be him. So I might side with you there. Mario just brings the leg points. I think that was the big thing, Graham. Like, you're going that late for your third quarterback, get someone who can run the ball. Um, I really like Jameis Winston where he goes too, though. Like a lot of weapons there, um, for sure. The question for y'all guys, do you think it was a safe pick to take Eckler at the two spot? Uh, it's if your question is, is it safer? Yes, it's safer than CMC. Is it the right call? I do actually take Eckler ahead of CMC in a vacuum because I'm with you. I've been burned two times in a row. It fucking I, I I'm so mad about it. But at the end of the day, like nobody at any position matches CMC's upside. Does it only look good for two games and now you're fucked? Yeah, maybe, probably. But if he get, if he gives you 16 games, you, you win your league almost. Like you don't there's a point like 2019, I think even if you had like nobody else, you said like CMC and just bums around him, you made your playoff 60% of the time type of thing from one player. So I it's it's tough. It's a really tough balance of floor versus upside. I personally do go Eckler. But at two, I would if I'm trying to play it safe. Give me, give me cup. Give me Jefferson. Give me one of those receivers that are just going to go bananas. Uh, so it looks like they have attention. Oh no, we're so, so Alex, I don't, I don't know if you're new here. I hope you're still here. Uh, we, I, I don't want, not that it's wasting the guest time, but I have the guests for 45 minutes. I have my talking points. Got to hit them. And then I'll always get to your questions after. Um, so you, maybe you're new here. Uh, hopefully you're still here so you can hear this kind of rant. If not, well, I'm sorry, but that's typically how it goes. If a guest is willing to answer questions for 45 minutes after, of course I'd have them. Um, but you know, you got to respect these guys' time too. So I always will answer your questions after streams on Sunday mornings. You know, we go live three times a week at least in the regular season. I'm always going to answer your questions. That's what I, I pride myself on. But I can't uh, have those guys stay and answer too. But I will always be here for your questions. I hope you're still here to see that. Um, and if not, you know, hopefully you send a message and we can like chat sometime at Rose Street Wolf if you want to DM me. Uh, Andrea, hello, good to see you. Uh, good to see some of the uh, wolf pack starting to kind of crawl back up here. Good to see you guys. Uh, oh, thank you, Evan. Point it out. So Evan, Evan knows the deal. Uh, he's a risk it too. Uh, and the truth, whenever it's like our own, the truth is like my co-host. I'll, I'll interview the big guests when they come on. Truth and me, we'll do our own show too. He stays for the questions as well. 
Uh, so you can get multiple perspectives. He's a risk at two. Yeah. So everybody's a bad, bad man. Indeed. Draft pick two. Should I go through CMC, Eckler, JJ? I then go with running back, running back or receiver full PPR. I would, I prefer going JJ or cup and then hammering like Kamara if he falls and Lenny or Javante or uh, even James Conner, but like he can, he goes later than that. Um, I like getting one of those target hogs in full PPR for sure. Yes, you should definitely. <laughs> Great question, George. Did you study scheduled counseling for your buddy who drafted Gibson in the fourth round? Please do. He's going to need a lot of therapy this year. <laughs> That's a, that is a terrible pick. Oh, man. Uh, do you think taking an Eckler at the two over? Uh, so we just covered that one for you, Chris. Um, hopefully you heard that rant. Game will start sooner rather than later. I'm with you, Denny. I I don't understand why Sanders goes even ahead of Gainwell, never mind 50 picks ahead of Gainwell. I've been getting a ton of Gainwell in these early best ball drafts, tons. I, I think he's my fourth or fifth highest rostered running back right now, percentage-wise. Love Gainwell. He already was getting the money touches, the reception, the goal line work. He had more top 12 and top 24 weeks than Sanders last year. Can't score a touchdown in the league's run-happiest attack. Not once. Fucking pathetic. Give me Gainwell all day and certainly at the 50-pick discount. Schneider, what's going on? Uh, got my draft coming up next week. Got pick one, Eamon. Yeah, I think you go JT. Like, it's just a sturdy workhorse. Ooh, if Kamara falls, yeah, he probably won't. Uh, Saquon would be an awesome if he does. Aaron Jones if he falls there. Even, like, the, the next year, guys. Javante, Lenny. Like, I, I like going running back, running back, running back, because I think the receivers are so damn deep this year. Also, uh, how do you feel about James Robinson coming back? Yeah, so uh, I say, mm, um, I don't know if I necessarily target it. Like, it's an Achilles. It's terrifying. Nobody's ever come back from an Achilles, Chris, and been okay. That being said, I mean, it's baked into his price times 100. He goes so late. But I just, like, he'll go around, let's say, uh, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. There's some late receivers I love that's just like, why take – Damaged good running backs in that range. Um, what it means for ET if Drob like isn't coming along, that's the follow-up part to this. We saw him them use him as a pure workhorse in preseason week one. That's if he gets like 80% of the snaps and he's going around four, by God, he's gonna be a monster. I, I imagine they try to get somebody else in there and work with him, but who Snoop fucking Connor? Like, I think it becomes the ETN show if it if it comes along slow. Um, love the super flex always undercovered. Yeah. So uh, good to see you, Charlie. Too bad. We weren't able to link up for that beer, my man. Uh, I, I meant to follow up with you. So clearly Grant Barfield was on Monday as we uh, were chatting, but I would love to see you brother. It'd be a great time knowing you're in the, anytime you're in the main area, just hit me up. It didn't work out this time, but it's not a far drive for me or you, whoever if we're in that area. We'll get together. And thank you for that reminder. Likes and subs hit the bell, all that great stuff. It is so greatly appreciated. Uh, Wolfpack to help us grow. Thank you, Wolf. Denny, great to see you, buddy. Always a, a, the best when you see the uh, OG members. You've been following us for like five years now. Love it. Heard it. Yeah, so you heard the CMC stuff. I, I'm with you. I, I am a bell cow purist. I want running backs. I want more running backs, and I want another running back. I, I, I start most of my drafts RB, 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 cow, 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 however you want to put it. Unless uh, Kyle Pitts, I do like in round three, too. I, I just think those two receivers, like – Certainly in a PPR format as well, 
Cup was the most valuable player in fantasy. Yes, part of that was the fourth round price. You could have taken him at pick two, and he still would have been the most valuable player because you're set receiving records. And I don't know that that's going to like the way they scheme him. It's you're not figuring that out. It's just layups. It's the rapport is great. A Rob's going to be there to help take off heat. Like I'm there. I and now they're putting Jefferson in that role. Who's a better even like a better player than Cup is now getting the Cup layup role. So I normally don't. I just think those two receivers in particular. I, I, they're just too fucking sexy in a PPR or half PPR league. Have a hard time picking between Cousins and Carr. I personally like Cousins more. They are neck and neck. It's QB 13, QB 14. I like the, I was going to say the weapons, but look at Carr. How can I, uh, Adams run for Walla, like Wall, Walla, Waller. Uh, man, I, I just, I think this new system we've seen cousins when he passes like volume wise throw for nearly 5,000 yards on a bad Washington. They were the Redskins back then. Now you give him these weapons and a pass volume attack. Like he's, he's just so damn safe. It has his car. I really like them both. Like if you're waiting on QB and you can get them both. Hell yeah. Like awesome. Um, if it's one or the other, I just prefer Cousins in this new scheme, like you already know you're getting 4,535 touchdowns. He's, he's more touchdown upside than Carr throughout his career. And I don't know that that changes. And now I, I, when I did my projections, I had Cousins come up for 5K and 40. Like I just, I'm all in on the Vikings. And I think the, 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 the thing is the argument's so similar for both of them though, right? It's like the defense isn't really good for the Raiders and they're going to have shootouts all the time. The defense isn't good for the Vikings Maybe not quite the, narr- the the shootout narrative for every week, but teams are going to put points up on them, and they're going to need to keep the, the pedal to the metal. They're both great picks, Charlie. I do go Cousins. I, I As I try to articulate it, like I realize my argument for one is the argument for the other, and I, I don't really have a great way to separate them, other than my gut tells me Cousins just bombs the league this year. We've seen him in a more volume passing role before, I guess. So I, they're both great picks. <laughs> I go Cousins, though. I want to aim for three running backs. The league is always full PPR, and my running, uh, my league is always very running back. Yeah, it, if you, it's really all. It all just depends on how the, the draft falls. There's a tier of running backs that I think it makes to try to get all three. It makes sense to get them all three. If those guys are gone, you know how the ranks are. We have them all big board. Realshooter.com at big board. They're all tiered. Like you can follow it. Um, so, you know, I yeah, I, I like the three running back approach. If you're getting Kamara or Jones in round two and you're getting Lenny in round three or Javante, there's certainly a cutoff point where it's like, no, no way I'm doing that. I'm going to take Keenan Allen over, you know, James Connor. Like, yeah, I'm going to get the target hog. Um, it really depends on how it all goes Schneider, but get Taylor, probably get w- at least one more running back and then kind of see what receivers there. If, if your league is that running back heavy, maybe you go Taylor receiver, receiver, especially full PPR. Like, that could be your edge, like CeeDee Lamb falls and around two or something crazy like that, you know? Kevin Durant, yeah, plays that. I'm with you. It's it's very nerve-wracking. Uh, no running backs ever come back from it, so we'll see. Danny, <laughs> I did get engaged uh, over in May, uh, proposed in the Boston Public Garden before a John Mayer show. Uh, so, yeah, very lucky she did say, somehow said yes. I, still not sure why or if she's still questioning things. We'll find out. But yes, I did get engaged. Very happy. July 22nd, the wedding next year. It's 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 nice. Very nice. Uh, I got I got lucky. I got somebody who supports the, the things we're doing here at Roto Street. 
she does fan. She won her league herself last year. Um, and that's how you make your fancy decision. You know, your real life decisions. I proposed cause she won her league. She earned the right to get the, the knee. <laughs> no, she's awesome. I I'm lucky. So yes. And thank you so much for, uh, noticing and, and commenting. Congrats. It's very appreciated. My man, Chris, keeping up the heat all session here. I love it. Thank you, my man. This, these are, this makes the shit fun. So it's like, I've always worried when I open the mailbag, I see like 40 questions halfway through the show. Cause usually that means like a sex bots in here. Me like, come see me perform live nudes. Or there's like the fucking like YouTube, like little like uh, gamers that are like, let's go bomb this show. And they start like fucking throwing nonsense comments at you. So to have like Chris in here, just asking like 30 great questions. Awesome. <laughs> so I live for on a Monday afternoon, baby. Uh, oh, as I ignore your question, <laughs> Chris, 12 man PPR. If you know, Alex too, whoever that guy was in here, it looks like I might've missed him. Um, let him know. We do answer questions. If anybody, you know, he was asking some great questions. I don't want him to be turned off the fact that we do our feature. I, you know, I try to say at the top, but he must've come in the mid show type of thing. So if anybody's in contact with him, let him know. We, uh, we always answer the questions here. Uh, pick two Hertz Eckler, uh, Hurts, so like Jalen Hurts, is this like super flex? Um, Lenny Debo, St. Brown, Waller. So, what we, we're trying to fill like two starting spots. I mean, Hurts is obviously one of them, Jalen Hurts. Like, you're starting the quarterback there, and he's a very good option. Um, and then Eckler, like, it's the first two. I mean, I love all, all the other players you're naming, they're all great, but it's the first two for sure. Like the especially as you get lower on the list, you look at like Lockett and Knox. No, you're going you're going Hertz and Eckler. Like I I, I might I don't know if I am seeing your question the right way, Chris. But I mean Hertz and Eckler are by far the top two options here. But as you read the names, there's not really any I don't like. Uh, like they're all great, good stuff. What up, No Two? Great to see you, my man. Um, awesome. Back in action. Great to see some legends coming out. It's it is a unicorn, isn't it? It's the best. Um, I think she started playing cause she knows this is what I do all fall. And she's like, what the hell am I going to be able to talk to this guy with? Like if he, if I'm not in the league, but we have a, we now have like a wives and fiancés and girlfriends league. It's, it's great stuff. It's the best. And they're all into it too. So it's fun. Makes it, it makes it sure better in the season when it's all we talk about. Right. <laughs> no, at the top, I love Gabe Davis. My God. Uh, it doesn't get better. Michael it doesn't get better. Um, Love fantasy man. Love hearing other. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you're you're in the right spot because we're happy to chat it all day. <laughs> other draft. Uh, ten team. Oh, you want? Okay, I'll rate the team in a sec, Chris. I just hear your comment. Uh, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Javante, Cup T. Ooh, Cortland. I value on Cortland there. Sandy, um, Dalton. I mean, damn. Starting lineup with those guys on the bench. Like, come on now. You know how I feel about this, Matthew. They're all Wolfpack guys. Like, I, there's not a single player on that list. I'm like, yeah, I have questions about it. I love them all. <laughs> that is an absolute monster. It is ten, but like that—that that is ridiculous. Ten. <laughs> I guess though, like looking at those receivers, it's like, do you even need T. Higgins when you have Gabe Davis and Mooney on the bench? Like, could you maybe swing T for a, a, another running back? You already have Mix and Javante. I mean, you have great running backs, but like. That's the one quote about weakness, but I love Damian Pierce. So like, no, that's a great team. That's that's a A minus B A, a maybe, <laughs> depending on what the other teams in that league look like. So to grade your team, um, I love it, Chris. I don't 
I don't love like Lockett in a seasonal just because, you know, boom bust got to be even worse in that sense this year. Like once his big weeks coming, maybe, maybe never with that quarterback crew. Um, and Spiller now running behind Kelly and, you know, hurt. Like seems like he might kind of be one of those guys that gets kicked to the curb and maybe by mid year he's okay. But if, if there's someone you're dropping, it's probably Spiller right now. Um, I don't know that that Lockett provides this team much value because everybody else around him is just going to be steadier and better. Uh, he'll have his blowups, but it's going to madden you to figure those out. Otherwise, I mean, it is it's stacked. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. Like top to bottom, a great squad. It's firm B plus A minus, like ninety. Give it a ninety, a grade. <laughs> uh, what we got here? Oh, we left off with Brian Robinson. Uh, Brian Robinson, Gus Gart. Any thoughts on the team? Oh, Devin. So just to add two guys I really like to the team. <laughs> there you go. Um, as you mentioned, like Javante, you know, Mixon, Javante, like, I, oh, so you're saying like the duos? Those are two great offenses to be a part of. Like, I think Russ is really going to feast it, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm up there. I think you're ready to ride. Absolutely. I, I think that Broncos team is going to push the pace. They've talked a lot about it. You know the Bengals are always good bets. Um, if there was like a, a move to consider, though, I'd see like if you could – get something for Higgins. Maybe you package Higgins and something else to get like a, a true horse or something of that nature. But man, your, your team is great. I wouldn't mess around too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you always send these teams a note to them. Like, yeah, like you smash these people every time. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Like there's gotta be better on waivers. I imagine too, Chris, like, you know, um, if you want the handcuff, then it's probably Kelly, but I just don't know. Justin Jackson, obviously put like 30, um, and his fill-in start. So maybe it's a valuable role, but I, it might just get dispersed between three and not be all that great. So I wouldn't force your final roster spot to be the handcuff for Eckler. I would see what else is out there, see what else could be intriguing. Um, bring it to another show, and we'll chat. Uh, doing mocks next week? Absolutely. Love to hear it. It's a, all day, every day, baby. I would recommend Snyder. Try out some underdog, too. If you want to like actually draft a stake in the game, Great $3 tournament launch today. And if you guys play, code RSA gets you up to 100 bucks match. It kicks back to help out your boys. So you guys are, uh, you know, like the content here. You want us to continue to be able to do this uh, thing for free, which we always want to and we always hope to. Sign up for some of these promos. One gets you access to a great, fun game. I wouldn't promote it if I didn't love it. I'm addicted. <laughs> I, I, you've seen me do the big best ball, I'm sure, at this point, Schneider. Uh, it's awesome. It's the best platform to draft on and uh, up to 100 bucks for free. If you, uh, well, you'd have to deposit hundred bucks, but they give you a hundred. If you do, it's, it's the best pl way to play fantasy. Um, so you do your mocks, but I'd say also get into some of those so you can get some real action too. My highest recommended competitive league is on Saturday. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, we'll have definitely some more content. We have Pat Fitzmorris. It's going to be a good excuse to preview the week, right? Pat Fitzmorris, one of the best rankers in the business every year. Top 10 accuracy type of guy coming on for a 2022 talk tomorrow. Uh, me and the truth will be doing an auction show this week at some point as well. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely be having some more content, some more Q and A's, all that good stuff. Handcuff grab. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's a handcuff grab, but I just don't know that that roster spots best used there. Uh, newcomers get ready to drink. Absolutely. Daddy, you know, the deal Sunday morning, we'll be cracking them. We'll be answering your questions. It's the fucking best. Um, thoughts on this. Would you, uh, would you rather have Alan Robinson or Gabe Davis? Matt, that's one of the hardest questions. I've, I face that dilemma almost every fourth round in underdog. It, it pains me. It's it's extremely painful. <laughs> um, 
I prefer A Rob, but it, they're neck and neck. They're one, two, like right next to each other for me. I, I want them both. <laughs> um, I go A Rob very, very slightly above Gabe. Like, it, and it's really, if you told me you went Dave instead of Allen, I would never say that's a bad decision. Like, they are both, they're my two favorite players to draft at their prices this year. Yeah. Trade for Gabe Davis, Chris. Go for it. <laughs> Best ball last year, won maybe three leagues. Yeah. Go for it. Start doing them again. Uh, if you, so that means you already have underdog. Oh, well. But yeah, you can check it out. Thank you, Andrea. Have a great day. All right, Wolfpack, thanks again. So much good interaction, so many good questions. And thanks again to Graham Barfield at fantasypoints.com, at Graham Barfield on Twitter, one of the best guests you could ever have. I absolutely love that guy. Such a legend. So fun to always chat ball with him. So thanks again for your time, your generosity. We will be live again tomorrow, uh, 11.15 for the show tomorrow um, with Pat. And maybe even a best ball draft with Peter. We have tons of good guests and everything lined up this week um, as we head into the season. So Wolfpack, this is the floodgates opening. You can get all my updated rankings every day. I go through them, make sure I make the moves. Uh, update this morning, you know, at roasterjournal.com slash bigboard. Roasterjournal.com is where all our good stuff is. The guide is done. We're actually launching a new homepage to, to promote the guide too. So if you want to support the site, that's another great way to do it. It will be up, I, I hope, tonight. We're talking to the developer, seeing when it's all ready to go. But the guide is done. So it will be up this week for you to get ready for your drafts. It's great stuff. I, you know, I'm very, very proud of what we created this year. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again so much for your time, for your insight. You guys are the best. And a wolf of a fancy sheep, guys. Be the wolf. Later.